Good morning for Friday, September 22, 2017. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page. Trump likely to ease limits on raids. Facebook to give ads to Congress in Russia inquiry. And scramble to aid Puerto Rico already struggling. In the national headlines, latest repeal effort is the most far-reaching. Battle over Confederate statues moves to cemeteries, and black detectives in New York were passed over, panel says. In this morning's business headlines, S&P downgrades China's debt, citing loans. For executives, UN's week is a time to mingle, and budget airline apologizes over wave of cancellations. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Washington. Trump likely to ease limits on raids. By Charlie Savage and Eric Schmidt. The Trump administration is preparing to dismantle key Obama-era limits on drone strikes and commando raids outside conventional battlefields, according to officials familiar with internal deliberations. The changes would lay the groundwork for possible counterterrorism missions in countries where Islamic militants are active, but the United States has not previously tried to kill or capture them. President Trump's top national security advisors have proposed relaxing two rules, the official said. First, the targets of kill missions by the military and the CIA, now generally limited to high-level militants deemed to pose a continuing and imminent threat to Americans, would be expanded to include foot-soldier jihadists with no special skills or leadership roles. And second, proposed drone attacks and raids will no longer go through high-level vetting. Administration officials have also agreed they should keep in place one important constraint for such attacks, a requirement of near certainty that no civilian bystanders will be killed. The policy paves the way for broader and more frequent operations against al-Qaeda, the Islamic State, and other jihadists. It would also apply in countries where the United States has targeted Islamist militants outside of regular combat for years and would ease the way to expanding such acts of sporadic warfare to elsewhere in Africa, Asia, and the Middle East where terrorists operate. The policy preserves a key structure of President Barack Obama's approach to counterterrorism, dividing the world into war zones and places where higher protections for civilians apply. The elements of continuity suggest that as the war and terrorism drifts toward its 17th year, political, legal, diplomatic, and practical hurdles constrain the Trump administration from making more radical policy shifts. Last month, when he delivered a speech outlining his security policies for Afghanistan and the rest of South Asia, Trump vowed to loosen restrictions on hunting down terrorists. The killers need to know that they have nowhere to hide, that no place is beyond the reach of American might and American arms, he said. In May 2013, Obama imposed the rules on kill or capture operations by the military or the CIA outside war theaters like Afghanistan, Iraq, and Syria. The plan would extend Trump's pattern of giving broader day-to-day -day authority to the Pentagon and the CIA, authorizing the agencies to decide when and how to conduct high-risk counterterrorism operations that Obama had insisted be used sparingly and only after top government officials reviewed them.
Here's the second front-page story, Facebook to give ads to Congress in Russia inquiry, reported by Scott Shane and Mike Isaac. Under growing pressure from Congress and the public to reveal more about the spread of covert Russian propaganda on Facebook, the company said on Thursday that it was turning over more than 3,000 Russia-linked ads to congressional committees investigating the Kremlin's influence operation during the 2016 presidential election. The announcement that Facebook would share the ads with the Senate and House Intelligence Committees came after Facebook spent two weeks on the defensive. The company faced calls for greater transparency about 470 Russia-linked accounts in which fictional people posed as American activists, which were taken down after they had promoted inflammatory messages on divisive issues. Facebook previously angered congressional officials by showing only a sample of the ads, some of which attacked Hillary Clinton or praised Donald Trump. Facebook's admission on September 6th that Russian agents covertly bought ads on the site during the campaign has brought intense scrutiny on it and on Twitter, entangling both companies in the investigation by Robert Mueller, the special counsel. Both companies have turned over detailed data to Mueller. The disclosure of the ads also raised the possibility of future regulation of political advertising on social media. This week, Congressional Democrats asked the Federal Election Commission to advise on ways to prevent illicit foreign influence on American elections via social media, including possible new laws or regulations. Facebook's actions underscored how far it has strayed from being a mere technology company and how it is confronting the unintended consequences of the tools it provides to reach the more than 2 billion people who use the site regularly. This is the next front page story.